Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to season six, episode eight of Let's Go Blues Radio. My name is Kurt Price. I'm here with one of my co-hosts, Bill Day. Uh, Jeff Ponder will be joining us hopefully shortly here. He is en route. Um, we are live on Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. This is franchise episode number 111 all time. If you want to send us a tweet, send it to at LGB Radio and we will read it live on the air. If you want to uh, join us on the air to talk some of the hockeys. Go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the join button later on in the show, and we will let you know when that will be available. Bill, sir, good evening. How are you? I, I am well. I am. Uh, I, I, it's it's a good time to be a blues fan, wouldn't you say? I, 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 can't, uh, I can't complain a whole lot right now, to be honest. Um, I mean, I guess I could find things to complain about, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, then we'd have to send you to the lounge. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not... I mean, we may have to search for things to complain about, actually. So, we're... Uh, I'm, I'm good, too. Uh, can't complain. Got my uh, Ben Folds glasses on, and, and we are, uh, we're going to have a show. With or without Jeff Ponder, <laughs> who is on his way. Uh, he's driving home, so he should be joining us shortly. Yeah. <clears throat> St. Louis County traffic. Uh, the uh, do not forget to check out our uh, online shop at letsgoblues.com for shirts, mugs, and stickers, which I know everyone would enjoy. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, for seconds um, Ariana Dugan. Dugan, the uh, <clears throat> if 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 I may. So so for those that aren't familiar, um, Ari became uh, rather famous in the uh, the hockey circles when last year Tarasenko was the winning bidder for a trip to accompany the Blues on a two-game road trip and fly on the plane and everything with the team. So when Tarasenko won this package, he gave it to Ariana, who was battling, if I pronounce this correctly, neuroblastoma, which is a form of cancer. And uh, Tarasenko had met her previously, and they became friends. And she's an adorable girl who loves the Blues, and the team embraced her like she was their little sister. Um, but last night, uh, on the Fight Like Ariana Facebook page, uh, Ari's mother posted some sad news. Ari was losing her battle with cancer, and uh, she said that uh, Ari would not be leaving the hospital. So, and it was just a matter of time, <clears throat> as the doctors are now just uh, keeping her as comfortable as possible. So, I'm not going to say you know my thoughts and prayers are with the family because that doesn't mean anything. But uh, it just it it just sucks to see this kind of thing happen to people, especially innocent little kids, which makes it, you know, worse, um, I guess, uh, you know, who have their whole lives ahead of them. And it makes, it makes me unbelievably sad. Um, I, I have two kids, eight and six, and they are, they mean everything to me. So I, I can't imagine, 
I can't begin to imagine the pain I'd be going through if, if something like this happened to one of my kids. I'd, I'd be a mess. Uh, it's just not fair. So I, I just wanted to say that to, you know, everyone listening that, that you know, don't, don't take your loved ones for granted because they may or may not always be there. I've, I've known people who have had battle cancer and lost. I've known people who have battle cancer and won. You know, hopefully uh, someday soon they can find a cure for uh, this stuff. So uh, kids like Ari don't have to go through this and, and, and can live a, a long and, and happy life. And so people like Ari's family and friends don't have to suffer the awful heartache and crap that comes with uh, losing a loved one to cancer. So uh, if you have kids, hug your kids tonight. And uh, that's that's all I wanted to say about it. So. I know Jeff uh, lost his father a couple of years ago to to a form of cancer. So uh, I mean, it's it hits everybody. Everybody. Yeah, uh, not only Jeff Ponder, but uh, your cousin uh, Jeff Price lost his dad. Yeah, that was a number of years ago. Yep. Yeah. Everybody knows somebody. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Welcome. Are you there? Hello, fellas. Hey. Uh, we just we just we just finished the intro, which I'm sure you said you said that you missed, and we were talking about uh, uh, Ari Ariana Duncan Dugan. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, wow, what a what a moment to come in on. Um, no, I'll say that uh, I I'm sure what I've what I'm about to say, you guys have either alluded to or already said, but uh, uh, just an absolutely tragic thing, and and we all hope that. Uh, you know, um, she, she, she has a good last couple of days and, you know, blues, uh, let's win one for her. Right. I mean, you know, not to sound corny and mystery Alaska ish or, uh, one of those other movies like miracle, but, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, it'd be nice if we could, uh, end this season on a high note for, for her family. Cause you know, that would be something that, uh, if anything's going to lift their spirits at all, it would be something like that. So, uh, yeah, best best wishes to Ari's family and friends. I know this is a very difficult time. The uh, we could we could talk. We could mention a, a, a Cleveland Indians major league thing. You know, win the whole fucking thing. That's right. Yeah, and I, you guys. I, I heard Bill say it as I walked in. We've all stepped in, or we've all we all know uh, uh, somebody who's been affected by this, or. Uh, whether it's uh, someone firsthand or secondhand, um, I lost my father to leukemia a couple of years ago, and uh, it's it's never easy. Um, I I couldn't imagine it happening to my child. So uh, uh, best wishes go out to to Ari's parents. That's a very tough tough time. So on that, we uh, we have the Ponder Cup tournament coming up very soon, eighteenth. Personally, I'm looking forward to it quite a bit this year. I, I mean, more so than usual. I'm not sure why. Um, well, I think our timing of this is good. So uh, for those that have followed this and even listened to the show, because we talk about it every year, uh, we this was about the time we did it the first year. My dad had uh, just gone into the hospital to receive a blood transfusion and uh, was staying there and we were going to live stream it for him to actually watch the tournament. And uh, I believe it was the, let's see, what have been the 21st. It was a Saturday of two years ago. And uh, we were going to live stream it for him to watch. And he was really excited about it. But it was the Friday before that he took a turn for the worst. Uh, his heart couldn't handle the transfusion. 
and uh, he passed the day after the tournament. Um, so, uh, and I know, gosh, this is <laughs> what a way to start the show, guys. This is uh, some sad stuff, but but no, it, it was so it was uh, he was alive for the first tournament, and um, he was able to. As my brother-in-law said, um, even though he was uh, in a coma at the time, um, he was still alive to see my team win it uh, the first year. Second year, we decided to move it to um, the uh, around his birthday. His birthday is always around Father's Day. So we moved it last year to June. Um, it was tough. Kurt, you can vouch for this. It was tough playing in a non-air-conditioned rink in June. Yeah. So we decided, you know what, let's let's bring it back to where it was the first year. So I think part of the reason we're excited for it is is that uh, this is a fun time of the year. You know, it's going to be the weekend before Thanksgiving. Um, and, uh, you know, everyone's kind of in a good spirit, I guess. And uh, plus, there's some great raffle items. I mean, I am very excited about the raffle items we have this year. I'm actually hoping to win a couple myself. Yeah, as a past winner of a uh, uh, a raffle item, that being the uh, Tarasenko home jersey, I uh, think I'm coming out this year to, you know, I'm not playing in the game, but I'll show my support, throw some bucks in, and uh, hopefully walk away with a Petro or Pareko. Yeah, we got a Petro and a Pareko winter classic jersey that it's, uh, that's just, I mean, the coolest thing I very excited about those. We also have a blank Winter Classic jersey that will be auctioned off. Not auctioned, uh, but raffled off. Um, and uh, we've also got uh, Blues tickets for the uh, Blues and Kings on December 1st. It's a Friday night. That's also, I just found this out this week, that's Hockey Fights Cancer Night for the Blues. Huh. So uh, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that's a nice little tie-in. Um, and then we just got a bunch of other really cool stuff. Just gift cards to places a grit hockey tower bag, which for anyone who plays the game knows how pricey and, and cool those things are. Uh, just some really cool stuff. And, and, you know, obviously we'll have beer, food, you know, you could literally come out for an hour or eight hours. It's going to be a great time. Watch some bad hockey, uh, watch Kurt score some big goals and uh, it'll, it'll be a good time. You're going to have any meat up for a, uh, for a, the auction because i mean that's that's why i specialize in winning with the meat as of right now we have no meat but there will be plenty of meat on the rink come for the hockey stay for the meat <laughs> it's kurt's motto and that is november 18th uh we start at two o'clock that's saturday at queenie park uh midwest sport hockey uh so yeah don't don't miss that uh we're going to start things off with a couple pre-tournament things so if you want to make that that'll be fun to make it out for and then uh, the raffles will start uh, being handed out about, I think they start around 7 or 7.30. Um, and then just kind of goes through the rest of the night. About 10 o'clock, I think, is the last one, which that'll be the big ones. That'll be the probably the Blues tickets and the Blues jerseys. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, stop by any time after, after 2 o'clock until, gosh midnight <laughs> yeah i mean uh they they said they'll keep the bar open for us till one o'clock cool so we'll we'll be there i mean last year at madison we were there i think they ended we ended at like 10 30 and we were there until one i think it was 10 30 wasn't it because i i left there and i went to 
Maggie O'Brien's. I'm like, by the time I got to Maggie O'Brien's, they were closing. It might have been later then. I know, you know, we were there past one because I remember looking at the clock and saying, oh man, they, we're, they're, they're not kicking us out yet. And I went and talked to the guy and he's like, oh, we're still closing up. You guys just keep buying beer and hanging out. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be the same thing at Queenie. Yeah, I, I can vouch for it. It was well after one since uh, I, I dropped you off and had to drive home with very dry contacts. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible drive back across the river but thank you for a great for a great cause by the way speaking of contacts the three of us uh are are glasses tonight huh yeah dark frame glasses we're looking like a bunch of clark kent's over here i went i went ben folds but clark kent works too okay i'll take either because i went to the ben folds concert last week so they're so trendy which is a lot of fun a lot of fun solo show yeah uh the uh well a funny story from that uh concert real quick is that uh i was i was with a group of friends we were ah my 15 feet from the stage pretty close 20 feet from the stage and this is the pageant so we're down on, on the on the floor and uh it's a, it's this paper airplane tour so uh after the intermission he requests everyone to write down the name of a song they want to hear played and fold the paper up into a paper airplane and throw it up on stage. And then he'll go around in the last 10 songs of the set. He'll, uh, he'll uh, you pick one at a time, paper airplanes. So everyone throws paper airplanes up there and he, there's hundreds of them up there. And the one I, the song I wrote on my paper airplane uh, was the, uh, what was it called? The, um, the, uh, uh, Obscure, not obscure, Christmas incident. The something Christmas incident by uh, Ben Folds. Really obscure song, and uh, and so he's got his big songbook up there in case he forgets the lyrics of some of these songs people are requesting. I haven't played in a while, and so sure enough, he picks up my paper airplane and he reads the he reads my song. I know it was mine because it, had, it was a small piece of paper, a different color. So I, trust me, it was mine. And not many folks requested the song, I'm sure. So it was a song that he wrote by mistake. He didn't know the details of the movie he was writing the song for, it was a Ron Howard kids movie and he didn't know it was a kids movie and he wrote a very vulgar Christmas song and submitted it to uh, the company and they were pissed. <laughs> so it's on YouTube. It's a uh, something, damn it. It's a something, something uh, Christmas uh, incident by Ben Folds. It'll, it'll come up, but it's uh, it's, it's pretty funny. So, and he played it and he, and he couldn't remember the words. So he had to, he had to have somebody from the audience Google it on their phone and he borrowed their phone and played on the piano when uh, uh, <laughs> for the to finish the song out. So that was pretty funny. I enjoyed that. Very memorable. It would be the bizarre Christmas incident. Bizarre. Yes, the bizarre Christmas incident. Quite funny. I've never heard that one. I need to check that out. Give it a listen. If you uh, if you it's it's not safe for work. It's pretty vulgar. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a warning, but it's funny. Nothing I do is safe for work. All right. Um, the beers of the episode, guys. Uh, who wants to go first? Bill. Um, since you called on me, I will go ahead and go. Um, mine, uh, going back to the well with the Surly. Um, like I said last week, big fan of this Minnesota uh, brewery. Uh, this week, I, I went with a bomber of Damien Child of Darkness, which is a black IPA. 
brewed with remnants of their um, darkness imperial stout, which I, I'm sitting on a bomber. Well, not literally sitting on a bomber, but I have a bomber in reserve that I'm hoping to have over the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, that's really uh, looking forward to that. This one's pretty good. Um, not as good as the Furious Black last week. Um, just kind of a, a stuck in between, a, you know, a good stout and a good IPA. And uh, not really 100% convinced that uh, I like it. Uh, you know, I'll I'll finish it. Don't know. I'll buy another. Uh, I'm uh, well. Little little story first before I get into mine. I had bought a uh, a pack of peanut butter chocolate milk stout from Four Hands, which is mm-hmm. Kurt. You've had it on the show before, right? One of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had bought that specifically. I bought a pack, and I said you're going to save one for Let's Go Blues Radio next week. So, uh, as I mentioned at the end of last show, I went uh, to a cabin, I guess, in Washington State Park over the weekend, and I purposely was going to pack every one of my beers except the one, but I guess my wife saw it and said, oh, you know, he must have forgot to pack this beer, so she put it in there, and she even told me, and I'm like, okay, I'll just not drink one of the beers. Well, drunk Jeff had a different idea. So drunk Jeff uh, decided that sounded pretty good, and I drank it. So I came to get one of my beers that was left in the fridge, and it was the only one I have left. So <laughs> contact high from Forehands, which is out of season right now. But I know I've had this on the show before. Again, one of my favorite beers, a great summer beer. Um, and if you can buy them uh, at the end of the season, they're they're great to stock up on for the winter too because they're just uh, – just I don't know. I drink this and I think good times. <laughs> that should be that should be the slogan. There you go. You'll think good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, forehands, by the way. Yes, I, I'm a big fan of forehands. Me too. They're good, they're good people. A guy I work with um, actually uh, makes the uh, capper handles for their uh, beery. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I said beery on purpose, by the way. Um. Mine, my beer for the show, is something from a 4204 Main Street Brewery in Belleville, Illinois. It is their uh, pecan, <clears throat> their pecan brown ale. Camera, there it is. Pecan brown ale. Um, it says I like this beer. It is. I'll read it to you with their the description because they can, they can explain it better than I can. It's a brown ale brewed with pecans. So there you go. No, it's uh one of the. <laughs> One of the house favorites featuring in-house roasted pecans, a slightly sweet finish, and incredible drinkability, which I can vouch for. This stuff goes down easy. Um, we are sure you will go nuts for it. Huh? So there you go. Uh, 4204 Main Street Brewery in Belleville. It's a neat place. Never been there. Uh, it's a restaurant and a brewery, and they brew a lot of their own, a lot of beers. And uh, they have good food, a really nice outdoor patio kind of thing. A uh, big place too. You can, so uh, it's good. Check it out. Main street. It's on main street. If you didn't catch that. 4204. <clears throat> so on that, uh, today in blues history, which is courtesy of the at STL blues history, Twitter account. Um, if you do not follow that, uh, user, that Twitter user, please do. He, uh, is a big time blues contributor. Um, uh, you'll get, history from uh, pretty much every day. He posts a number of things that happened in Blues history, which is uh, quite interesting. 
So a couple things from today were in 1934. Well, it's not really Blues history. It's more St. Louis hockey history. But the St. Louis Eagles play the first game in franchise history versus the Chicago Blackhawks, who were the defending Stanley Cup champions at the time. And the Eagles lost 3-1. to one. I'm thinking that's not too bad. Defending Stanley Cup champs playing the uh, expansion St. Louis Eagles and 3-1. to one. That's respectable. I wonder who scored in that game. I... <laughs> they may not have even kept records. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it's probably you know he may have posted it actually. Go check it out. Uh, today, November eighth, two thousand and eleven, the Blues paid tribute to Pavel Dimitra and Igor Korolev prior to their game versus the Blackhawks. Uh, Dimitra and Korolev, of course, were two of the forty-five people killed when their plane went down in Russia in two thousand and eleven. I uh, I actually just heard the episode of St. Louis Blues Radio that we did. Um, it was like our second show where we discussed their tribute. Um, they they had one where I think it was at the the start of the year, the the home opener, and it was like the generic blah NHL one that was like we remember these two players, and we were all so angry that like they didn't do their own thing. I don't know if you remember that, Kurt. Yeah, I think I do. And uh but then they were like, oh, like after that game, they're like, we're gonna pay tribute to these two players. Um uh, you know, whatever whoever they're playing, was it the Blackhawks they're playing that night? I can't remember. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um you must have said it. I did. Uh but yeah, so they um yeah I, I remember I, 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 thinking when i went to that game yeah they got to uh they got to do better than what they did and they did they it was a great tribute i remember now and uh yeah good on the blues to uh to do that because they were especially dimitri i mean Korolev too but he's a big part of this organization and uh that was a huge shot in the arm for for blues fans yep. so where were you guys when you heard the news of the crash you remember uh work yeah, it, was, it came it came out in the morning, right? The news did. Yeah, because I was yeah I was at work too. Just kind of like my jaw was just dropped open, like oh my god, are you kidding me? Yep, same with me. I was sitting at work, and uh, I worked at a company that was all hockey fans. So uh, there was like a, a twenty minute, thirty minute stop everything that you're doing, and let's sit and be sad for a while. So uh, since our last show. The uh, which was last Thursday of the post game show after the mm-hmm. Flyers uh, game, the uh, Blues beat Toronto six to four on Saturday, and then traveled to New Jersey and beat the Devils uh, last night three to one. So the Blues now find themselves at twelve three and one, which is the best sixteen game start in Blues history, and they are first overall in the NHL prior to tonight's games. Um, I, I like Bill and I talked about when the sh- uh, that's when the show started. Um, there's not a lot to to complain about right now with the uh, St. Louis Blues. I mean, first no. o- at first overall in the NHL. I, I mean, if you can, I, I'm sure you could find something to complain about, like uh, you know why is Thorburn playing, or <laughs> or something. But uh, yeah, why not Biddington? Why not Biddington? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag why not bidding did. That's right. I love it. I love that. Um, no, I, you know, what's funny is I re listened to our show 
that we did last week uh and we were we were still pretty positive but it was funny hearing us just kind of upset and mad and and it's just you know the reaction after a game like that is just so negative because you're just yeah they should have won that there's no reason they shouldn't have won that game but you know you think about it in the grand scheme of things you're gonna lose games like that and look they're still rolling they're still going i mean uh, this has just been a, a fun ride to, to watch all season well i think i think part of it is is that uh, after a loss you, you don't want to lose again you don't want to lose two or three in a row after a, lo- after a loss, if you don't play as well as you possibly could or you should have won the game, you want to rebound nicely. And, they, you know, and they, they, they did. They won the last two against the Maple Leafs team that was, that was pretty good and uh, uh, slumping recently, but still. And against the Devils, who are playing well. So, in, in New Jersey. Yeah, I thought last night's game kind of felt like the uh, Philly game with uh, Schneider playing really, really well early in the game. Uh, the Blues uh, looked a little sluggish to start it. Um but uh, Tarasenko was able to uh, to you know get through late in the second and turn the tide of that game, um, you know. And I thought the uh, the Blues totally dominated it. So yeah, it's uh, I think tonight could have been a you know very similar episode to last week. You know, with us uh, you know finding uh, finding reasons to be upset with the play. But man, they. Uh, Seems like they learned a lesson from that game last week. Yeah, and, and to uh, to touch on that too, the the Maple Leafs game on Saturday that one felt like the uh, the, the the first game of the season against the Penguins. How they would get to a lead, or they'd get to a point where they're like, okay, they're going to definitely take the lead. But then the Maple Leaf, well, the first game was the Penguins just kept scoring goals, kept coming back, and that's how the the Maple Leafs were there in the third period. You're thinking. They're not going to blow this, are they? And at the end of the day, again, you just need to remember this team is playing some great hockey. I mean, they still were playing well Saturday despite, you know, almost blowing it. I don't want to say almost blowing it. Despite giving up some goals, they were still playing well. But you were still thinking in the back of your head, just because we're Blues fans and that's what we do, oh, my God, this game is going to slip through our fingers. But you know what? Even if it did, they're still killing it. They're still having an insane start to the year. And we try to focus on every one little game. Like it's the end of the world if they don't win this, but you know, like Kurt keeps saying every episode points in the bank, they keep winning these games and it's just points in the bank for later in the season. Yeah. They're they're doing what the Cardinals didn't do when get win games. They should have won or early in the season, Midway through the season, they just were lo- they were losing games, so close games, and they they couldn't get those wins in the bank when they needed them late in the season. So, um, and to be honest, in, in the game against the Toronto, I didn't I watched the game at a party, so the volume was down, and and I was you know doing stuff at the party, and I didn't get to watch it as in a detailed manner like I usually do. But uh, we were up six to two in the third, so I mean, and then that's when Toronto scored a couple to make it. Uh, you know, I guess a game at the end a little bit, but um, so it's not like, you know, Toronto came back and we had to, we had to score anything that goal to, to solidify the two goal lead. It was, we, we never had less than a two goal lead uh, in the third period. So, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, 
I guess I called a little bit of a comeback, but it wasn't really. I wasn't. I wasn't worried they were going to lose the lead. I thought early on, the Blues really took it to the to the Maple Leafs. I watched this game um, the next day, and uh, you know, so I, you know, obviously, I'm watching this knowing the Blues are going to win the game, but I, I, I really kind of noticed that early on in the game, the Blues had control. Yeah, there were moments when Toronto was pressing, but they really didn't let Toronto start playing their game until they were already gone. I mean, the, the game was already well out of hand before Toronto started playing their speed at, through the neutral zone and, and their tic-tac-toe passing in the offensive zone. They didn't let them start doing that until they had a sizable lead. And I don't want to say let them. It's just Toronto kind of woke up and was like, guys, we got to start doing something. And uh, the Blues just laid back and played defense. You know, Petrangelo may have scored one of the nicest goals we'll see a Blues player score this year. Ooh, ooh. Oh my God, that was that, crazy. That was I, that's that you, you every year you see somebody do something like that, and uh, and that was that's and you remember it. And that, that was a fantastic, nice hands goal. And I don't I don't think anybody I couldn't be happier like everybody else I guess with his offensive output this year so far. Been, I mean, he's on pace for. My God, uh, eighty what 80, 80 points or so? It's just nuts. So uh, that's with the, with not having Shattenkirk back there, um, and and not having his point production to have the defense step up like they have this year, has been amazing. So not to to draw away from talking about the two games that were played, but do you guys think that this is the real Alex Petrangelo, or do you think this is him just hitting a hot streak to start the year? And he's going to start to cool off here soon. Obviously, he's not going to score 80 points. But is he going to score 60 points? Is he going to score 55 points? Or is he going to cool off and and not even come close? Yeah, I think only time will tell. I I think the whole team uh, and each individual player, the team as a whole, seem to be due for some regression. Team PDOs, you know, uh, pretty high right now. Um, but they're playing with such confidence, and there's a lack of panic that we've seen in previous years. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, with the confidence that they seem to be playing with, if they can keep it up, don't suffer, you know, any major injuries to players like Petro Tarasenko. Um, you know, I, I think, I think that you know Petro easily could put up 60 points this year. You know, um, st- uh, going back to when Shattenkirk was traded, it, it, his offensive production picked up after that point, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, he, he had a, a nice finish last season and carried over to this year. So, I, I mean, it, obviously, he's, I, he, I, he may get 80 points. You don't know. But, I mean, I, obviously, I, you wouldn't expect that. So, um, I, don't, I don't see, I mean... Obviously, players go through slumps. Um, he's bound to hit one sooner or later, and we'll see how long it lasts. So, um, but I would uh, I would not be surprised. I mean, he's a very, very, very talented uh, defenseman, uh, not only in his own end, but offensively. Um, so uh, he has a very nice shot. He has good hands. Not as good as Pareko on on either front, but um, he's smart. So uh, and he's better defensively than. Uh, and I think a lot of people give him credit for. So, I, I, I sixty points. I think is a, is a fair number to shoot for for him. I think. Yeah, I think I think what was uh, 
Shattenkirk's best year here. Wasn't it about 65, 64 points, something like that? Look it up. If he could hit 60, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I, I think uh, Petrangelo's high is around 54, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, getting him at 60 points, I mean, that's, that's Shattenkirk right there. Plus you got um, the, the non-regular season, even strength scoring Colton Pareko back there. <laughs> uh, let's see, the, the most points Shattenkirk has had with the Blues was uh, 56. 56 in 16-17. Uh, Who was that? Uh, Shattenkirk. So he never even hit 60. No. So there's, I mean, I know that he had that one real bad injury year. The one, uh, oh, God, that nasty yeah. injury he had against the Capitals. The, the groin injury where Ooh. the muscle separated from bone. Ooh, God. I just yeah. think of, like, baby back ribs when I. Here's. here's <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. What a visual. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you Shattenkirk's goal total, okay? Season to season. And uh, this kind of shocks me a little bit. Okay. Let's see, they have this broken down by individual teams when he's traded, so I gotta be careful here. Okay. Uh 2010 11, he had nine goals. 2011 12, he had nine goals. 12 13, he had five goals. 13 14, he had 10 goals. 14 15, eight goals. 15 16, 14 goals. 16 17, 13 goals. <laughs> So about what percentage of those were power play goals? I don't have that in front. Well, let's see. I do uh, power play goals. He has 32 in his career and uh, 59. So half over half are power play goals. And obviously his, his deals assists, you know, he's got, you know, last year he had 43 before that was 30, then 36, 35. So, I mean, his, his, he gets his points from assists, but, um, Petrangelo is going to surpass him in goals this year. I mean, easily at this pace. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's Shatton Kirk at right now with the Rangers? He's got uh, five goals. So he's uh, in 10, he got 15 points in 16 games. So he's at a really nice, he's at a career clip too. But it, and, like Petrangelo has more points than him right now, right? Yeah. Petrangelo's got. Uh, what awesome. Uh, they're actually, Petrangelo's got uh, 15 points as well. Okay. One more goal, one fewer assist. But what about the the power play percentage for uh, Shattenkirk? Because he's he's almost a power play specialist for the Rangers. He was here too. What'd you ask me, uh, Bill? What's uh, how many how many of his points were power play points? Uh, Shattenkirk's this year. Yeah. Uh, this year he's got uh, power. Let's say power. He's got uh, six power play assists, and he's got uh, two power play goals, so he's got eight, so half. Yeah. A little over half of his points are power play. We need to join the asylum, guys. We keep going off uh, score sheets. <laughs> well, the question <laughs> asked. Yeah, and this year, Petro's um, only five of his points are power play points. Well, that's that's a big deal. Yep. Because, I mean, even straight, I mean, power play points are a big deal, but, I mean... Even strength points are more impressive. Yeah, and you know, you just think, you know, in terms of Petro being a, you know, a getting the replacement time for uh, Shattenkirk on the power play. Um, you know, it's that I know Pareko's uh, another big part of that, but Petro's the number one guy uh, always 
on the power play now. And so not that all of his points are coming from it, but he certainly, he, he seems much more confident handling the puck at the blue line. I think I've only seen twice so far this year where he's, you know, had it just come back out of the zone. Whereas last year that seemed to be an epidemic. He'd that, stick in stick the blue line and fumble it out. That's been his, that was his, that was my, one of my gripes with him. His whole career was the mishandling of the puck blue line too often. Not every time, but he'd just stick handle and it would pull it out and come back in. That happened too often with him. But yeah, like I like you said, I I don't I haven't seen that but a couple times this year, so that's that's a plus. And not just mishandles. I mean, he's he's keeping the puck in when when teams are shooting it out. He's he's jumping up and and getting his glove on it, or he's stretching his uh, long arms out and, and getting a stick out to block it. I mean, he's he's doing all the right moves out there. He just he you know we talked about was it last week how defensemen don't really hit their prime in the NHL until 28, 29, 30. We're seeing it right now with Petrangelo. I mean, he's hitting on another level this season. Uh, so uh, Petro had two goals in that game. Uh, Edmondson, Paravi, Saboka, and Tarasenko had the others. Shen had four assists. And uh, Schwartz had three assists. Blues out shot the least 32-31. Allen stopped 27 out of 31. And the Blues had a 55% clip on the faceoffs. And we're one for four on the power play and two for two on the PK. So all around nice stats, except for Allen, I guess. But special teams getting it done. That was the biggest worry, uh, even just a couple weeks ago. Yep. Well, the power play was bad and the penalty kill wasn't uh, up to snuff, but they were scoring a lot of uh, even strength goals. And so that's that's kind of turned around a little bit lately. So that's that's nice. I mean, and like we said, that had to change, right? I mean, we weren't going to keep winning with with the awful shots against and the low shots four and the and the and the poor special teams so that's so uh, that's that's turned around a bit yeah i was going to swing either way either that was going to continue and the blues were going to start losing games or the blues were just simply going to improve in those aspects of their game and it's been the latter right thank thank goodness uh and last night of course the three to one win uh against the devils uh blues got goals from tarasenko schwartz and shen uh their line kind of tore it up Tarasenko also chipped in two assists for a three-point night, so he was involved in all three goals. And the, uh, we outshot the Devils 40-22. to 22, um, And went one for five on the power play and uh, 50-50 on the faceoffs. So another another nice solid game uh, by the Blues. You know, I let me ask you guys. I thought the Devils looked a little weak in this game for being one of the best teams in the NHL so far. So, so was it more the Blues taking it to them, or the Devils just have an off night? Except Probably. for Schneider, of course. Yeah, Schneider was good. I, you know, I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, it'd be different if I watched the Devils all the time to see to kind of grade them as how they looked compared to uh, other games they played. I don't, honest, I don't watch them play that much. So, um, I, I wonder, I wonder if Wyshynski was thinking that today when he put his article out that that you guys shared. Was it Bill you shared that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's his team, the Devils. So um yeah, you know, I th- I think that the not to completely side with uh Peng's analysis all the time, but I think they were pretty good, you know, saying that, you know, New Jersey just, you know, had come off of a long road trip and the uh they look. I, I thought New Jersey looked strong in the first period, and then lost their legs after that. 
and uh, the Blues took it to him in the second and third, kept peppering uh, Schneider, and uh, Tarasenko scored a, a shot that, I don't know, maybe Schneider should have had that, but uh, it was through a screen and uh, kind of an awkward angle. Um, like yeah. Yeah, that went off. Uh, that went off a defenseman. Oh yeah, that's right. It, it uh, redirected off of uh, somebody, somebody out in the slot. But uh, yeah, can't blame Schneider too much. No, he he had he had a really strong game. He did. We've we've got a lot of tweets to go through, but I just want to point out one of them is from Guy Bensing. It says for some reason he's unable to play our podcast on his iPhone. Uh, Kurt, any ideas there? Get an Android. <laughs> No, uh, there you uh, go, guy. <laughs> well, he, he may not even be listening because if he can't hear it, then obviously he doesn't hear us. Well, let me let me let me pull it up on the uh, old old MacBook here, and we'll uh, we'll say if I can if it's playable. I, uh, I, I published the link. It should be. Well, you uh, you give it a shot there, and we'll we'll keep talking about the game. Yeah, I uh, I thought uh, you know Tarasenko. I don't know if you guys mentioned it before I came on, but. Um, you know, they were saying that he might have been hurt going into that game. And Yo joked when Tarasenko said he was good to go that, you know, oh, I think I might be able to find a spot in the lineup for you. Um, you know, I think he looked – his shots looked a little weak to start the game. Uh, maybe it was just a coincidence. But as the game went on, I thought he played a lot better. I thought he kept uh, – his game just kept looking more like Tarasenko's game so again, it could have just been you know players have off nights, uh, but yeah, he he looked a little off at first, but but obviously, I mean, you look at the points, you can tell there. But just watching him play through the rest of the game, he his game picked up and he was fine. He looked great. I was able to play it on my MacBook, so uh, I'm not sure what the issue. I don't. I'm not an iPhone user, so I can't I can't get into the uh, logistics of playing a podcast. Through. Uh, Jeff, don't you have an iPhone? Please. <laughs> I thought you did. Didn't you have no, one? You used no, to. No, huh? I haven't had an iPhone in probably seven years. Okay. All right. Sorry. I'm an Android guy. Apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, so I don't. I, I can't really uh, get into troubleshooting on the air. I don't. I, I'd be guessing at best. So. Um, well, and again, he probably can't hear us anyway, so it doesn't matter. True. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Call, or call your local help desk. <laughs> yeah. Call Steve Jobs. This is his family. Mm. <clears throat> uh, we got some other tweets to go through, too. Um, let's see. We got uh, we got a couple from earlier today, too. Let's see. Let's back up. Um, the first one uh, from uh, Jay uh, DeCaz. DeCaz. Uh, I think the Blues need one more forward. <clears throat> if it's true, Blues are looking at a Bruins player. I think uh, Vitrano <clears throat> fits us. Are yeah, there's a, there's a, apparently um, Armstrong's scouting the Bruins at Rangers. Uh, Vitrano would be great, but I, I I don't know if the Blues are... I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think they're looking for a, a, somebody right now? Well, Rutherford tweeted out today that they were looking at signing some Russian um, 36 year old Russian guy who uh, got banned from, uh, from the KHL uh, yeah. for uh, some, some uh, banned substance that apparently is banned in Russia, but not in the States. 
it's super. I'm, I'm kind of scared about that. It's Sudafed. It's it's Danis Zarapov. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the best KHL players to ever play. Thirty six years old. Yeah. yeah, but still, he he is he's, he's he carries a name with him, and obviously Tarasenko knows him. I think that's what he's thinking. But yeah, I, I don't care about the doping thing because, like you said, it's it's, it's, Sudaf- it's Sudafed. It's nothing. It's it's just, it's just a drug that you've probably taken to uh, for an illness. I'm not worried about that. But yeah, thirty six years old, Russian, a lot of Russians. Their speed seems to be lacking when they come to the NHL. So, eh. maybe he's a thirteenth forward. I don't know about anything outside of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I if his age bothers me about. I mean, it depends on the the amount of the contract and 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 how long it would be. A lot of things got to fall into place there for me to like that. I mean, uh, and where would he play? Would he play with? Obviously, Tarasenko probably at some point. But well, I've been seeing that they put him on the right side with uh, Steen and Stastny. Which, my point is, if you're going to get a guy from the KHL, a Russian, the only reason you do that is to put him with Tarasenko, right? I, would, I mean, you would think. That worked out for about 12 games with uh, Laterra, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you got a big contract. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. Shipachov, get Zarapov. And we have a Russian line. There you go. Mm. Get uh, back Alexander Havanov. <laughs> you have a Russian four. Prokhorov and uh, uh, what's his name too? Karamnov. Karamnov. Korolev. Go back. Yeah, she, she, you went to Korolev. You can't go to Korolev. Oh, we already mentioned him once tonight. Uh Guy Bensing uh, tweeted uh, uh, earlier today: "They're the Blues are playing with confidence, skill, and they don't uh, and they don't not get too high or low." I hated having a coach in waiting last season, and I was particularly right. But this team under Yo has has shown that they can compete and win. Hope this continues into January. Oh, the two hundred and eighty tweets, two hundred eighty character true. tweets. Right. Uh, Sean of the Dead tweeted us and said, uh, love the attack mode Yo has brought, much needed. But to succeed long-term, they'll need uh, spread out scoring more, need more consistent contributions from Steen and bottom six. Uh, we talked about that uh, a couple episodes ago, um, but I think the defense, uh, and the, they've been scoring almost at will, which has kind of you know, taken the need off of secondary scoring from the forward lines too. So, um, yeah, I feel like he's kind of release the chains on uh, loosen the chains on the defenseman. I feel like uh, even with Shattenkirk, I, you could see him pull back at times. And it seems like with under Hitchcock and it seems like with yo, that's just not even a, an option. I mean, they, they're go, go, go all the time. They're always joining the rush. And I love seeing that. I love it. Uh, That's, that's, that's today's NHL. So you can't be, you can't be uh Plan D first, and I mean you can, but I like this. This style is more fun. Let's be honest. It's more fun to watch for the fans, and uh, it's going to draw more people in. And uh, I mean, like you said, it's it's how you win in the NHL nowadays, and it's working. Like so, I mean, it's why not go with it? So I mean, don't fix what's not broken right now. Just um, 
Next tweet uh, from Deanna. I don't know exactly what it is about the Blues, but I dig it. They have fight in them and that I haven't seen for quite some time. I think they just may be the real deal. I say that cautiously, of course. Give me more. We always want more. No, I agree. It, we've, we said this last week. Small sample size, but from what we've seen so far, we're liking what we're seeing. Yep. <clears throat> Write it out. Enjoy well, this time. What do we say? Uh, uh, 20, 25 games. That's that's uh, okay. At 20, 25 games, then let's 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 just uh, really evaluate where this team's at, um, and we can see what. I mean, that should be telling us. Okay, maybe this is the, the what this team really is, because we're a quarter of the way through the season. Um, this this should be the team that we hope to see, and if this is the and if they do this for a handful more games and we're at 22, 23 games and they're still first overall or first in the conference, I mean, you got to feel really good about, about where they're at. Uh, Toast Dispatch said they can't make it tonight. Hockey this night in St. Louis? Yeah, Hockey Night in St. Louis, right? That's, that's what our show's going to be called from now on. Since the, they <laughs> <laughs> Hockey Night in St. Louis, that's us now. Yeah, We're taking <clears throat> it. We're taking it back. Taking it back. <laughs> Oh, I can't use the line from Clerks. That's just too. No, you cannot. Look at it back. Clerks two. Clerks two. Clerks two. And we got our beers of the episode and uh, drop podcast. Uh, Lance uh, said, uh, "What are the fans in Philly thinking now that they have seen the great Yori Laterra? Oh, Yanni Laterra. I assume it means Yori Laterra. <laughs> oh, I every 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 game. I, I, it doesn't get old seeing Shen. Every time I see Shen." And when he banks a point, I'm like, or makes a nice play, I'm like, yeah, that's you, you never see that Alatera. That's I don't. We rob them. I'm, I'm not kidding about this. Braden Shen could go without a point for the next 25 games, and I guarantee I'm still going to say we stole this trade, not because of just the fact that Yuri Alatera is gone and his contract's gone, but what Shen does on the rink is just way better than what Yori Laterra does. He's always in the right spot. He's finding his teammates better. He keeps up with the play. And I'm not just completely dumping on Yori Laterra. It's just Brayden Shen is a much better hockey player. And having him, it, and a lot of people, the way they evaluate trades is who got the best player in the deal. Maybe those first-round picks turn into something, but I got to say that Blues hands down won that trade no matter what. If I mean, I guess you can you can see how the the picks turn out, but uh, I I almost fire Hextall over that trade alone. That was an awful awful trade. That that and there's no there's no there was no I, I I can't even talk about it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, there is nothing. There is no redeeming quality to having Latero on the team. Not a single one. Um, and there are so many good qualities about Shen that we've seen. Um. Not just his points, which has been nice to see, but what he does—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's a physical player. He'll play physical, um, which something Latera never did. Um, he—he checks. He—he he plays. It's just, I, I mean, I guess Latera played well on his own end. He played a good defensive game, but I—I uh, I can't. I mean, I just can't. I, I don't want it to sound like we're beating a dead horse with this stuff, but it, it just—it's just so amazingly mind-boggling to me that we got Shen for Latera. Uh, draft picks aside, um, that I just can't stop talking about it. It's I think we mention it every week on the show. It's worth mentioning. It's just crazy, and, and I, I seriously, I I don't. I mean, 
fans, I, I should be up in arms over losing Shin for Laterra. Well, the, the Flyers apologists say that the trade was made because they're having an abundance of centers and they felt like Yori Laterra could possibly move to the wing if needed. But my point on that, if that's the point that they got rid of Shen, because you know they drafted Patrick, they've got um, uh, Giroux, um, and then they got one more. Who's the other guy they got? Uh, I don't remember his name. Doesn't matter. They got an abundance of centers. Uh, you still could have gone out and gotten somebody better for Braden Shen. Oh, yeah. You could have gone out and gotten someone who helps you now and possibly even a low-round draft pick. I mean, maybe he tried that and nothing – that was the best trade he could find, but I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, you almost wonder if he uh, got to listening to too much local sports talk radio and uh, bought into the hatred of Shen and, you know, get rid of him and just bring an asset back. And uh, kudos to Doug Armstrong for having the savvy to pull this deal off. I Do you mean, guys almost – Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say my my faith in Doug Armstrong was shot. I I it seemed to me he was on his way out. Uh, heard that he had sold his house here and thought he was completely done, and he pulled that trade off and completely in in one second completely reversed my opinion of him. And you know I he, he's looking like GM of the year right now. You're only you, last trade, right? Do you guys feel yeah. like almost that part of this trade was made? Because we've seen this kind of thing before. Because you mentioned it, Bill, that for whatever reason, Shen was not liked in Philadelphia. That it was a, I'll take my problem, you take my problem kind of kind of trade? I think so. I'll take that kind of problem all day long. Yeah, me too. Again, this could be... A 20, 30 game streak where Shen gets two, three points, and I'm still taking that trade every day. He's, no. just, he's just better in the offensive zone, the defensive, maybe not the defensive zone, but just every every aspect of his game I love more than Lateras. You know, here, here's here's my perception of Philly fans, uh, Philadelphia fans in general. If you were to take the asylum and spread it. And like multiply it by a hundred or whatever, and just replace all of Philadelphia's fans with mindset of the asylum. I think that's what you get when you have Philadelphia fans. I think you're they're very passionate, but th- they seem to have a lot of stupid in them. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> because if I mean, I maybe maybe they have a rightful gripes about Shen for whatever reason, but what we've seen for Shen, I I. I don't. I can't imagine why they would be down on him. I really can't. Well, and there's there's always the, you know, oh, he just doesn't fit on this team kind of thing. You know, I mean, I I think there's probably a certain aspect of that. Maybe he just didn't gel well with Wayne Simmons and all those other guys and just whatever. But he was still putting up a decent amount of points. I don't I don't understand where the hatred came from for him. I, I think maybe when they when they uh, got him in the what trade was that they got him in. The Mike Richards trade? Yeah, I think so. Um, when they got him, I think he was touted as a 80 to 90 point scorer, uh, kind of like a, a, how Patrick Berglund uh, and TJ Oshie both were here. They were touted as perennial first-line players, 
when really Oshie's best on a second line, Berglund's best on a third line, and I think it's the same with Shen. I think maybe he's still a, a first-line center, which he's showing he is here, but I think on whatever roster makeup they had in Philly, maybe he would have been better served on a second or third line, and uh, they just kept putting him out there on the top line. It just wasn't working. Yeah, and I think that they're uh, – the. Philly fans, one of their biggest knocks, at least, was that he didn't do anything when he wasn't on the power play. All of his points came from the power play last year. At, at least that's the the Philly fans that I I work with and and know, you know. That was their feedback to me when the trade happened. Though that passing in that Schwartz goal, oh, I mean, what a that's not sick just backhand. that's not just power play. That's straight skill i mean that was one of the best backhand passes in front of the net i think i've ever seen right on the tape philly fans hate santa claus (laughs) this is true yeah they they throw batteries at jd drew but you know we i guess we can't hate them for that right yeah i I, if i'm if i'm a, a philadelphia gm for any other professional sports teams there is no way in hell I am making a decision based on the general uh, outcry of any any of the fan base. I, there's no there's, I, there's no way. I, there's, they they are so um, bipolar. I guess is a good word for them. You can't you can't just or they're they're a very knee jerk fan base. Uh, you can't. Uh, I don't think you can really rule by that. If if, if any of that uh, the trade uh, decision making was was because of the fan bases dislike for Shem. I think that's a that's just sad. Um what do we got here next? Um so I, do you, okay, okay, I, who do you get if I can get these words out. You all right there buddy? I can uh, <laughs> say a bunch of half of words. Does that make any sense? <laughs> a whole three or four sentences there of each word a half a word. Do that. That takes talent. Do you agree with? I, I don't think any of us like Thorburn being lineup. Is that accurate, or you guys disagree with that? Would you prefer him to be on the fourth line? Do you like him there? Rather see somebody else there, or what? Would Rather you- a skill guy in there. I'm fine with them having a veteran in there when it calls for it. Uh, you know, if it's a back-to-back situation, uh, maybe a rough and tough team they're playing against. Throwing him out there every now and then is fine, but I mean, he at this point in his career, and maybe even at any point in his career on this team, is just he's not needed. It's unnecessary. Um, Would you rather see Thorburn or Bennett playing? Bennett. I'd rather see Bennett. I'd rather see Barbashev. I'd rather see anyone really. I mean, he's. I get it's understandable. He's the whipping boy. And, and that I think that's. I don't. I don't know how that's not. I mean, I get this is this is the picking the, the digging for something to complain about, I guess. But uh, you know, he's a he's a minus four in the seven games he's played, and he's a, and he's a minus four in the last three games he's played. So, um, I'd rather see Bennett. Um, you know, Bennett's nothing outstanding, but he's just a better player, I think. So, um, and he can play. He can play in the power play a little bit. Um, if I mean, if he's like I mean, Bennett's played. Bennett played last year, so. Um, you know, he's got more experience than say, uh, more games played. He's got two hundred career games played, I think, one ninety nine. So uh, he's got 
more experience than a barber chef. So if, if he was looking to plug somebody in there who has a little more experience, you know, it's what two and a half seasons worth of games. Uh, you know, that's uh, Bennett fits that role um, enough. So, and to be honest, Bennett gets one point every, I look this up, gets one point every three games on average. Thorburn is uh, half as good. gets one point every six games. So uh, Bennett should be able to chip in a little more offensively. Um, and he's a better plus minus player. I don't, I, I, I fail to see, I, and Thorburn is not, I don't notice him that much when he's out there, except when he screws up. So I don't, he's not really, he's not doing a Ryan Reeves and, and creating energy by, uh, banging the glass and, and, uh, causing havoc. He's not doing that. So I, I don't know why he's even out there to be honest. He doesn't, doesn't bring much for me to the team. The problem with having Thorburn out there, um, when your fourth line scores, it's just candy. You know, it's it's you don't expect your fourth line to score goals. When they do, it's nice. For a while there, the Blues' fourth line was scoring a couple goals. The problem is when you insert Thorburn on that fourth line, you're not getting a goal from your fourth line that night. Kill it's it. just not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and I, I think I said this before, uh, that Thorburn seemed to have a lot of success against the Blues in his career. It seemed like every time we played Minnesota or Atlanta, I can remember going to two games against Atlanta when he scored a goal against the Blues. And I think that's maybe a case of Doug Armstrong overvaluing because he saw him score goals against the Blues. Didn't score against anybody else. He's he's not a talented player. He's not of the same ilk as you know Ryan Reeves when it comes to bringing other facets of a game. And, you know, I think this, we're kind of at the, hopefully, at least in my opinion, we're at the tail end of the every team needing to have a tough guy on the roster that whose primary role is there to be uh, the enforcer. And I think Thorburn is nowhere near a replacement for Ryan Reeves. Um, and I, I don't see the need that he fills on this team. Well, we talked about it when we picked him up and, uh, the, the first show after that, it was like, really? All right. Why? You know, it's just, we don't, we don't need that. I don't, I don't think we needed him. He's not, he doesn't, like you said, he's not a, he's not a Ryan Reeves type player. We could bring him, more aspects of the game is not necessary. He's just taking a rush spot from somebody more productive, which uh, I, don't, I don't like. But you know, the team's winning, so it gets buried. It doesn't no, it's not noticed. If we were losing and he was still playing, I think maybe you'd have some people upset. But then again, it is a fourth line issue. So you have those people that on social media is like, hey, you know, we, we're losing games. It's not the fourth line's problem. Um, so we briefly talked about Wyshynski's uh, article earlier that uh, Bill shared with us earlier. Um, yeah, Wyshynski wrote an article for ESPN.com and stated that they, uh, that the blues are good, uh, uh, but uh, aren't, they aren't this good. And my, my reaction was basically, well, no shit. So the NHL record for points in the season of a team is 131 by the Red Wings in 95-96. And the blues right now, they're on pace for 128. So I don't think anybody thinks they're going to get 128. Um, they're not as good as they're playing right now. Um, you wouldn't think they would keep that up. It'd be nice if they did, but I don't. I don't think anybody expects that to happen. They're gonna slow down a little bit. But, but from the same article, uh, Emily Kaplan said 
last week, I designated the Blues as the best team nobody was talking about. So my stance is clear. Take these guys seriously. They have resolve, and their story of how they got here is pretty good, too. And uh, at first, I was like, oh, good. You know, somebody, you know, uh, saw something in the Blues, and they, you know, like Ponder before the season started. He was picking them to win the division. So, you know, uh, good on you guys for seeing that. But, but then I, I, read, I reread it again. I'm like, it said last week. <laughs> oh, last yeah. week you said this. Last week. Oh, when they were first overall in the conference and first in the division. So last week you said the Blues are the best team nobody's talking about <laughs> when they were already first in the conference and first in the division. So, oh, I see. Okay. So way to go out on a limb there. <laughs> no, it's yeah, – yeah, I mean that's uh, glorious ESPN writing, isn't it? I, 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 do, I, but, I mean, in, in her defense, though, she's right. Like, yeah, she went out on a limb jokingly saying, oh, yeah, the team nobody's talking about. Nobody was talking about the Blues. No. Like, it's crazy. We've been saying that all year. This team is on a crazy run, and nobody is talking about them. And, Kurt, I think it was you that said, wow, it's nice to see uh, someone nationally actually talk about the Blues. I mean, it's – it's crazy that, that they've gone this far. And I guess the problem is everyone's in love with the Vegas Golden Knights. Right. That's, that's the major story. It's been the story all year so far. But right behind them, man, you got to mention the St. Louis Blues. I mean, it's, it's been crazy how good they've been. Here's the deal. And, and they, the, they haven't gotten respect. Um, and I guess this is like a St. Louis thing with the Blues. Blues fans always do this. You know, let's talk about the Blues. We'll talk about the Blues. They're, they're doing good. No, let's talk about them. Um, happens a lot. But a little microcosm of that is that a couple weeks ago, uh, the power rankings, okay, ESPN's power, I think they were ESPN's power rankings, so uh, somebody's power rankings, um, a couple weeks in a row had the Blackhawks ahead of the Blues. And this was after the Blues had beaten the Hawks handily and were ahead of them in the standings. But for some reason, that didn't matter, and the Blackhawks were ranked like third in the NHL, and the Blues were like fifth or sixth or something uh, in the power rankings. So that's just kind of like that, that. That's just a one more thing where oh, well the blues, not that they mean anything, but it's just it's just for talking and for situations like this, um, and for debate. But it just kind of it's annoying that you beat this team that's ahead of you in the power rankings handily, and you're ahead of them in the standings. Why aren't you ahead of them in the power rankings? And that's just kind of another reason why the the another inkling, an evidence of the blues not getting the respect maybe they deserve so far this year. Yeah, I think part of it's, you know, East Coast bias, you know, going back to Jeff's comments about everybody's, you know, uh, all over Vegas, East Coast writers tend to only pay attention to uh, one team out West in at any wow. given point, one or two. Um, this year it's Vegas. Um, maybe that bled into the uh, power rankings with Chicago being ranked over the Blues. Personally, I... I, I don't care. I'd rather not have the national attention fly under the radar and just keep playing really good hockey. Um, you know, I power rankings are shit anyway. I mean, it's a subjective thing that you know, editors tell people that they have to put out. And uh, there was a, a user. Do you remember this, uh, uh, Jeff, on letsgoblues.com, one of the forums, our forums? That uh, he created a formula for his own power rankings. You remember this? I think this so. Was years ago, and they were really good. Uh, it was it was a really sophisticated formula. It took a lot of things into consideration. 
uh, uh, recent record and things like that uh, were like weighted because the power rankings aren't how, I mean, otherwise you're not, it's not standings, it's power rankings. So it's, it's recent play based on the level, the, the, the winning percentage of your opponent when you played them and stuff like, so, uh, and it was really good and it always uh, differed uh, in ways you would disagree with the national power rankings. This uh, always seemed to correct that, which was interesting. I like that a lot. And I don't know why more people don't, don't uh, do it that way. You know, you know what I think also uh, played into the Blues kind of starting to get a little more notoriety finally was that the other team in the West everyone was talking about was the Kings. The resurgence they've had, how Kopitar is back on his game. Quick's finally playing a full season. Uh, they got a new head coach, new GM, and things are starting to click. Dustin Brown is relevant again. All this stuff's happening for the Kings, and people are playing off those storylines. Well, guess what? Blues come in, beat the Kings. Uh, I think that was finally when people said, wait a minute, this Blues team's pretty darn good too, and they're doing it with a bunch of injuries. Wait until, uh, you know, well, just imagine if they had Fabry, and wait until Bo Meester and Berglund come back. I mean, people are finally starting to pay attention, and I think it, a lot of it, comes from the teams that they're starting to beat and uh maybe even last year the year before they wouldn't have been able to beat those teams yeah i agree i think the la game was the was the kick in the pants that some national media needed to that was a great game too oh yeah to remember the blues were actually in the nhl (laughs) playing games (laughs) you know and that's right there like not to get on nbc's nuts here but um when ESPN had hockey, if there was two top teams going at it, they would pick the feet up of that game, and they'd say, "We got to play this game." We, you know, the Kings and the Blues, top of the standings. We got to find a way to get that on on ESPN. And uh, the NBC, they just don't care. They mm-hmm. don't care. They just up oh, mm-hmm. Bruins, Penguins, Penguins, Rangers, Penguins, Flyers, Flyers, Blackhawks. I mean. It's all they care about, and it's, and I'm not just saying that as a Blues fan. I'm saying it as a fan of hockey. Like, I had to go out and buy the NHL package this year because I was tired of when the Blues weren't playing, only watching four other teams. Yeah, so you make a really good point, and I, it was covered uh, pretty well. I think it was Puck Soup. They, they take them to town all the time. That's Wyshynski's uh, podcast with Dave Lozo. Um, take NBC to task all the time about their game selection. And a couple of weeks ago, top two players in the league must watch hockey, right? It's yep. McDavid versus Crosby. And who does NBC put on? Detroit and Buffalo. <laughs> and they put them on because they do really well in the regional rankings. And that's all NBC cares about. So yeah, terrible, uh, terrible decision making by NBC. Uh, but I guess it's par for the course. Um, and another quick point, Jeff, you brought up uh, the NHL, uh, you know, the Game Center package. Um, I am, I am very close to canceling mine because I cannot get a damn game to work on my PS4. I can watch it on my phone, watch it on my tablet, whatever. I want to watch it on my TV. And I can't can't get it to work. Do you have a Chromecast? I do not. You you can get your phone uh, to your Chromecast. um, I could. 
I could I can stream it from my phone to the TV, but it's choppy. Uh, PS4, PS4's you know super high. You know I I have an OLED TV. I I paid pretty pretty handsomely to have some really good technology. And why can't the NHL make it work across all platforms? It's it's a disgrace. I'm pissed off. And radio rant. Oh. We're, uh, we're going to talk off air. I don't have the NHL package, but uh, yeah, uh, don't want to mention that on air. <laughs> too late. Too late. <clears throat> uh, okay, so next up for the Blues, the Blues are at home against the Coyotes, and then the Islanders come to town uh, Saturday night. The Blues yep. tomorrow night. And then yep. Saturday. Blues best first worst tomorrow night. Yeah, so I mean that's and uh, why do I think that this is going to be a close game? <laughs> uh, I I think it's a trap game. I I think the uh, this this could be the game that uh, spins the blues. Uh, you know, gets them knocked off the rails for uh, for a while if uh, if they come into this and uh, don't take it seriously. Clayton so. Keller versus that's the way I see it. Yep, <clears throat> one on five all game. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Center Ice is uh, Center Ice Brewery is having a, uh, a watch party tomorrow night in honor of Clayton Keller, local hero. Oh, that That's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. If if obviously I'm rooting Blues here, if they lose five to one, Clayton Keller has five goals. I'm not gonna be happy, but I'm not gonna be sad either. I agree. That kid's one hell of a hockey player. He's fun to watch. Yep. And he represents the six one eight. That's right. Um, hey Jeff, uh, you sent over that screenshot of the uh, earlier, right? And hangouts, yeah. social media. You yeah. Want to handle the social media fails then. Yeah, it is in the group. If you want to look in the page, I saw it. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, in the 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 layout. Yeah, it's in there. You want? Go, you can go ahead and take it since you, you found I'll it. take it. Uh, do we say last names when we do these? You do how you want. Blue social media fails. This is where we find the greatest and best social media callouts by uh, fans. And uh, this is just this is some good stuff here. So from our friends at the St. Louis Blues Lounge, um, regulars here at social media fails. Uh, hey, uh, our friend John Allen says... I know this might get some heat, but being in first place in the league doesn't mean shit. It's nice. As most of you know, the Blues tend to have a good regular season. The real season begins in April, and being first then is the only thing that matters. Now, John, your sentiment, I slightly agree with. I agree. Right now, yeah, it's not as important as what's going to happen in April and May. But... Why do we have an 82-game season then? Why why do we play all these games if it doesn't matter? Um, first and foremost, and I hate to sound like a, like a little happy-go-lucky guy here, uh, but this is entertainment. You're supposed to be enjoying it. Uh, and we are. You know, as Blues fans, we're enjoying this. It's fun to watch. It's exciting. It's what can this team do in the playoffs? That's half the fun of the playoffs is getting to the playoffs and speculating as to what's going to happen. So to completely shit on what the blues are doing right now, 
is just silly to me. Um, enjoy the games, man. Like, take off the, the curmudgeon hat and just be a fan and stop trying to, to, to troll people on social media and tell them that this all this isn't worth it and it's it's means nothing. I agree with you. I think that's a that's a uh, uh, a guy trying to throw a wet blanket on some people that are happy about the way the team's playing. And uh, you know, don't be don't be a dick. It's, it's, the the regular season does matter. Uh, it, it does. I, I agree with you. If, if you. if you don't make the tell, tell the teams that missed the playoffs last year that the regular season doesn't matter. It matters. Um, now you haven't won anything yet, so you can't go proclaiming anything like that. But enjoy it. Enjoy the season. They're they're playing well. Enjoy it. I agree. Well said. So our second, either you want to take it. <laughs> I just I didn't see this before. <laughs> Really? This yeah. Is... <laughs> so we... this this goes in what we were just talking about. I talked about that. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Um, uh, Keith Haggard, uh, from the again the St. Louis Blues Lounge, says the one thing I think the Blues are missing this year is a goon. <laughs> that's a troll post, right? It has to be. I got. It's got to be. I, that's just. I mean. I looked through the comments and he defended it. He kept defending it to people, and other people were on his side too. But come on, come on! This is not the Tony Twist era. <laughs> but there ain't been no fights. Thorburn had one fight. That was it. One there's, fight. Been, there's been one Blues fight this year, right? It was Thorburn, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, that's uh, that's just a stupid thing to say. <laughs> it's yeah. Not nineteen ninety. Listen, I I miss the, the, the knock them down, throw them out fights. I miss that so much. But you know what? That's not the game anymore. You need to right. adapt with the game. Right. Gone are the days of I went to a fight and the hockey game broke out. You know, the, the games that I went to in the 80s at the old barn where, you know, there were as many fights in the stands as there were on the ice. That era is beyond us. And we've seen far too many of those guys take their own lives. I'd much rather fighting be out of the game. You know, it, it's an incidental part of the game, not an intrinsic part of the game. I'm, I'm happy where we are. I, I don't understand, like we said before, Chris Thorburn's role on this team at this point. But yeah, <laughs> let's let's get beyond it. If we, because we we talked earlier about um, <laughs> about searching for things to be upset about right now, um, and you could you could talk about a few things, but uh, <laughs> we talked about how a player like Thorburn doesn't have to be on this team <laughs> right now. We don't need that kind of player, and uh, this is, this guy says that uh, we need a uh, a a actually worse player than Thorburn, a goon. So I don't I don't get that whatsoever. Yeah. Can I uh, add one more? Sure. Go right ahead. Did you guys have anything more to say about that one? Um, um, yeah. Oh, this is from the Asylum, right? Yeah. I just I, I saw this earlier today, and I just, just added it to our social media fails. I, I don't know if you can read that or not, but um, I'll read it real quick because um, I have it on my other screen. So this is from a post from GoBlues17. Um, just this guy. Just change your username to 
fucking idiot, okay? Um, it's, uh, the post title is Tarasenko isn't very good. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> hold on, hold on. Then, you get my popcorn ready? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> gather around the campfire. Uncle Jeff has a story to tell you. <laughs> All right, here it is. I get that he's a little banged up, but my God, he looks bad. It's not just this game either. By the way, this was uh, during last night's game. It's not just this game either. He's been in a decline ever since the calendar hit 2016. I'm not talking about goal scoring. I'm talking about the little stuff. He looks slow, doesn't go after the puck, and might be the dumbest decision maker on the team. And think of the haul we could get for him. Are you fucking serious, dude? Like, what are are you know he wears ninety one, right? Does he think is he, does he not realize which player is Tarasenko? Are you guys seeing any of this? Is he dogging it? Does he not look like the same player he did two years ago? Because I'm seeing a guy who's getting better every game. He's got uh, what is it here? Tarasenko has nineteen points in games played. So that's, uh, you know, my math ain't too good. Okay, he, he says, though, he does say he's scoring goals, but he's not doing the little things. Yeah. Sorry, where's that coming from? <laughs> I have no the 80s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> did we just hit a time warp? I think we did. Hold up NHL.com, and they had an effing video playing automatically. Okay, a real quick little rant, and we'll go back to Tarasenko. Fuck the websites that autoplay videos like that. That's bullshit. Okay. I hate when that happens at work. It's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. ESPN, uh, the last couple times I, I've gone there, um, they've got that damn Phil Kessel, two-time Stanley Cup champion video playing, and it, it drives me insane. Uh, completely agree on the rant. So are you seeing little things with him? I'm not. I don't see it. There, the, 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 the controller disconnected stuff with like Ovechkin and even with Crosby, I don't see it with him. I, I think he's one of the hardest working superstars in the league. Yeah, I complained about I, – I thought he didn't move his feet so well um, a couple of games ago, but it was an isolated incident. It was it was one game. Um, he played bang up banged up last night and you know still was able to turn the tide of the game with a goal so i don't know what you're what you're looking for there buddy he's he's fifth in the league in points tied for fifth i i don't i don't i mean well yeah he's getting goals and yeah he's getting points that's what he's he's paid to do that that's what he's paid to do what do you want i mean i i I don't i think that's that's being oh that's being so nitpicky and i will i will say if he were to go in here and say listen i i see that he's scoring goals and i see that he's trying but he just doesn't look like the same player he used to. If he wants to make a comment like that, fine. But his opening comment of saying, I get that he's a little banged up, but my God, he looks bad. Is he really that bad? Is he? Do you really see him playing bad? I don't see that one bit. I think, I think what uh, he might be getting at maybe is that Maybe every time Tarasenko touches the puck, he wants him to do something spectacular, and it just doesn't work that way. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, you're not going to... I mean, the other team sometimes is pretty damn good, too, so they're going to stop you most of the time. 
Um, so I maybe he's just frustrated that Tarasenko doesn't score more or do more, but I think he's doing pretty well actually, and he's on pace for how many goals does he have? He's got uh, nine. Is that right? Uh, he's got uh, eight goals. Eight goals, sixteen games. So he's on pace for what forty-one. So I know he he wanted to score fifty this year. Maybe that's maybe that's the judgment. He's not on pace for fifty. He's not living up to his own standard that he set, or own expectation that he set. So yeah, but he is above the point pace though for last year, isn't he? What how many point how many points last year? Okay. Yeah, but goals are sexy. Yeah, but you know, points win games. The Blues had some bad teams with Hall scoring a shit ton of goals too. Um, I wonder what this guy said about Brett Hall. If he thinks Tarasenko's lazy, <laughs> I'd love to see what he thinks about Brett Hall in his heyday. Yeah, go back to Brett Hall, 1989. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so Tarasenko is on pace for 19 points in 16 games, over a point a game. So 90-plus points, something like that he's on pace for. Uh, his career high was 75 last year. So he's, his points, he is, he's well above his, his point pace from that. But, but, Kurt, he's not doing the little things. Like what? <laughs> the little things, Kurt. He needs to break down this this little things thing for me, because if he's if he's going to get ninety points in a season, and he's a plus fourteen right now too, so you're not a plus fourteen by not doing little things correctly. If you're not doing little things correctly, that means your lines being scored upon, and that's not the case. This boils down to the same question every damn time. Why not Biddington? That's the main. That it all comes. It all comes full circle. It always does. Every time. (laughs) If you don't get that reference, listen to what three episodes ago. Yeah, the social media fails from three episodes ago. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, literally, the context I just used it was pretty much the exact same context it was originally used in. There were there were people who you know as well as I do, Jeff, being a, a huge Pronger fan. That people, there were some people talk radio mainly uh, that couldn't stand Pronger. They hated Pronger, Blues fans, mm-hmm. and which which always boggled my mind. I didn't get that whatsoever. Um, I get if you could be critical of him for certain things um, because he did take uh, uh, a lot of penalties earlier in his career. But uh, yeah, there's always going to be some people that hate uh, your best players. You hit you hit the nail on the head. It really is to me that he, if when he's not scoring a goal, he's having a bad game to some people. I really think that's what it is. Well, and you got this from the asylum, right? So that explains. Yep. Yep. So, yep. They're the Preco people. They're the Preco people. The if Preco's not scoring goals or getting the points, he's ah, he's. No, no, he can score goals and score points as long as it's in the regular season and even strength. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> With Pareko, he's not getting goals and points, but he's doing little things. Otherwise, he's he's playing very well. Otherwise, so it's funny that the that a lot of people in the asylum would would rail against him for not getting points, but this guy is now, uh, oh, not caring about the points because Tennessee was getting them. But he's railing on not doing little they, things. They they have to find something to to take issue oh, with. God. 
uh, I, I, some people are not happy unless they're complaining. And uh, to be honest, uh, when you see a bunch of people complain, uh, uh, praising something, it probably makes them feel smart and uh, uh, to get noticed to then kind of go against the grain, against the flow and kind of say something that's not going to be very popular. Well, I think the way they figure it too, because I know people like this, they say this kind of stuff now. So that way if Tarasenko hits a slump in 10 games, they can say, Doop, see, I called it. I called it then. It's like that guy that sits behind you at the hockey game. <laughs> talking to his girlfriend. Tarasenko is doing it not as good as people say. He's going to eat this contract a couple of years. going to suck. <laughs> and you want to yeah. you want to talk to him so bad. <laughs> He hasn't been good since Lutero left. <laughs> that trade. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I better never hear that at a game. Uh, I've heard, man, when Pronger was here, I heard people around me just rail on him big time. It pissed me off. I mean, you guys don't know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah, I, I went to a couple of games where I heard people yell at Pronger, hit him with your purse. Man, seriously, do you, do you not? He just took the guy's teeth out with his stick. It's ridiculous. Bronner was a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. And he is arguably the best player we've ever had in this fr- on this franchise. And for, for someone to downplay his abilities or to, you know, he's not as good or, or, to, to, to complain about the, uh, his style of play or whatever um, just shows your ignorance. And I, and I can't, it just, it, I mean, I, I should be able to just let it go, right? Oh, who cares what someone else says or thanks? No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I can't let that stuff go. Like someone's wrong on the internet. I'll step to four in the morning. Uh, this is a true statement. <laughs> All right, um, we got some more tweets, I think, don't we? Are we gonna? Do we have trivia? We do. We do. do we have it open? Are we open to the public now? No, let me do that. Yeah. I'll, okay. Uh, so yeah, Kurt, Kurt is opening it up to anybody who wants to join the show. Uh, share your thoughts and play Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill trivia. Probably should have opened it up sooner because we don't want to be on too much longer. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up here pretty soon. Yeah, but if you want to join us for a trivia shootout and win a uh, what is it that uh, a they blue, have a Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, uh, laser engraved mug, which I have right here, holding the camera right now. It has a frosty beverage in it. And can you see the logo? Probably not because they foam in front of us. There you go. But you can win one of these things, and they're they're quite nice for for your your cold beverage. Yeah, so if you want to join us, uh, do a little trivia shootout. You just have to beat Bill, I believe. I participate, but I don't matter. So <laughs> as long as you beat Bill. Um, and, uh, it's, a, it's at letsgoblues.com slash radio. Just go on there. And if you're on there already, uh, refresh the page, and the link should be active right now. So, I believe you just t- tweeted out as well. No, I didn't. Let me see here. I will tweet it out. So yeah, uh, let's go blues.com slash radio and uh, click the join us now link. And uh, hopefully we'll get somebody on. We can go through the tweets in the meantime. Uh, Kurt is also tweeting out the link right now. If you are listening, we'd love to have you. Um, 
we've been bad the last two weeks about uh, opening this up sooner. We got to remember to start doing that. Apologize. Sorry about that. My fault. It's my fault. It really is. It's always your fault. Usually is. Um, Let's see. So we got uh, uh, Lance from the Drop Podcast uh, said, uh, you got to feel bad for the Leafs losing Matthews. Has it been said how long he's going to be out? He's day-to-day. That's all I heard. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I've been able to see on it. I'm not going to feel yeah. bad for Maple Leafs uh, for whatever reason, actually. So, but, uh, yeah, if he misses a couple of games here, that's not going to that's no big deal. We'll see. We'll see how long he's out. But even without him, you got to figure. You know, they they're planning on having a, a Penguins type setup to where you don't need your star player at all times. Look at the Penguins. Crosby goes out; they still compete. Um, so, yeah, you feel bad for him, but at the same time. This is where you're, you expect your secondary guys to step up. Uh, Lance uh, from the Drop Podcast again, who is uh, obviously listening to the show. He's tweeted us a few times here. Said, uh, Vince Dunn is one of the best young defensemen in the game, and he needs to stay here even when J-Bo comes back, which we talked about last week, uh, who sits when uh, Bo Meister comes back. And we, I think we're all in agreement that uh, Dunn should absolutely stay. And uh, we think that... Uh, uh, who do we say should sit? Bertuzzo. Bertuzzo, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was that, that was consensus last week. Yep. Dunn's passing skills are off the charts. Oh my god! Well. Right. He, uh, yeah, I, 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 every game, and the first couple games he played, he looked tentative and uh, okay. You know, not. We'll see how long he lasts up here, and uh, he's been fantastic since. He's been good. I mean, to the point where it's like you're just like, wow. He's, he looks like a veteran, a really good veteran out there. Lance also tweeted uh, Dunn's passing skills are off the charts, which yeah, that's, that's what uh, Jeff just said. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Lance said, uh, yes, but look at Shetty's plus minus. It's bad again this year. Um, I think he meant Petro. Yeah, I think so too. He said Perron. But uh, Petro will end up with 17 goals and 34 assists. Mark Wait. it on the tape. I, that seemed, well, you know, I mean, that's, that'd be a little bit of a drop off from his pace. I mean, a substantial drop off from his pace right now. So. Yeah, but that's still solid <laughs> for a defenseman. Oh yeah. No, that's good. I mean, that'd be fantastic. Uh, what, what was the, the last blue to have 20 goals in a year? Uh, last blues defenseman. Um, was it McKinnis? McKinnis 2001. That's my guess. I don't know if the last one. I have to go back and look at the year by year stuff. I'm going to try. Sasha right now. 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Brewer, 2006. Oh, he had like two goals. Are we counting own goals? <laughs> then Bergman makes the list too. That's right. You uh, know what I completely forgot about with Bergman? That year, they traded him the next year after that own goal. Yeah. They brought him back. Yeah, they did. God. It was good in the locker room. That had to be so hard for him to come back and face those fans. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's seriously like, would he, oh, yeah, you're going back to St. Louis Blues. The first thought was probably, oh, my God. Worst moment of my career. I got to go back and face it. And then, uh, let's see, Lance also tweeted out, uh, Thorburn should not play more than six minutes a game when in the lineup. I think he plays like seven or eight right now. Um, and they also said maybe we could trade Tarasenko for Laterra. LOL. That's not even funny. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> Joke about that kind of stuff on this show. That's ridiculous. You shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your hole. Um, let's go blues.com slash radio. If you want to join us on the air to uh, compete for trivia to win an autog- uh, autographed. Yeah, we can autograph it. <laughs> Why not? A uh, laser engraved uh, uh, beer mug. I don't want to depreciate the value, though, by signing up. From the Boone Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri. It's going to be a fun trivia, too. I'm telling you, uh, there are audio questions. What? Yes. Ooh. There are a few audio questions. Try to switch it up a little bit this month, this week. These peanuts are good. We may have to go all the way back to Jeff Brown to find the last 20 goal-scoring defensemen. Really? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not having any luck here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, there it is. Al McKinnis, twenty in ninety-eight, ninety-nine. That was the year he won the Norris, right? Yep. This is probably one of the next year. Uh, twenty, forty-two assists and sixty-two points, plus thirty-three that year. God, he had seventy penalty minutes. I don't remember Al McKinnis taking that many penalties. No. Probably a lot of slashing calls. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, 11 power play goals that season. 26 power play points. No. 37 power play points. I've heard pretty of him. He's pretty good. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's all right. I hear he's a, a good locker room guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Lance is listening. Lance, join us for trivia. Uh, Lance said... Uh, uh, air see little things. They are called goals and assists. What a dumbass! <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand what he's saying. I'm not following. Sorry, Lance. Air see little things. They are called goals and assists. Oh, about about the little things conversation, I guess. Yeah, Tarasenko, the little things. Maybe he's a behind on listening. And uh, yeah, Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> reference, maybe. Was that Blink-182? No. Small things. Small yeah. things. Yeah. Damn. Missed it you're, by that much. You're reaching there, buddy. Do I got what? We're doing trivia because I, I want to do other questions. So, okay. We'll, we'll Let's do, do it. This with or without uh, our listeners, which I can see listeners listening to the show. Got the numbers here. We got people tweeting us and... No one's got the balls to come on the air. Get your mobile texting apparatus ready, Jeffrey. Uh, yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, why don't we go ahead and discuss next show? I'm going to, since he's it looks like he's behind, I'll tweet Lance and see if he wants to join us. So talk about what's on our next show. Oh, uh, our next show will involve St. Louis Blues Hockey Talk with Jeff, Bill, and myself. And we will also... Oh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, uh, scheduled to come on the show, hopefully, are, uh, is Bradley from St. Louis Game Time, which will be pretty cool. So hopefully uh, he, uh, we talked about him come on the show, and uh, I think he wants to. So uh, it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. So whatever works out best for Brad and the rest of us, we will hopefully be able to come together and agree on a time for that. So Brad will be on the show from St. Louis Game Time, hopefully. Uh, for those who have never heard Brad, uh, he is fantastic. 
the best. He does a uh, he has a segment on um, the Blues NHL podcast, the Rivers and Kimball Show, where he uh, or no, is it is that uh, is it? He does have a segment on that show. Now, doesn't he also do a uh, drive uh, drive drive home? Yeah, I think he used to. I think they stopped. They stopped that. Okay. Just recently, then I guess, huh? I thought they they had that uh, just not too long ago. Yeah, I think they stopped. Uh, I, I don't remember when, but I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Brad, if you're listening, I thought they, incorrect. Yeah, I thought they just started doing that uh, like a couple weeks ago, a few weeks I ago. Could, I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, he's uh, Brad. I mean, first of all, if you're not reading St. Louis Game Time, what the hell are you doing? Uh, it's the fan-run publication uh, that's sold right outside of Scott Trade Center. Uh, this is their 27th year. 28th year uh impressive stuff and it's just there there's so much fun there's so much fun stuff to look at if you get to a game early especially it's fun to just flip through and see everything on there uh many intelligent writers for them they're not associated with the blues so no bias which is great um yeah they're they're great there's there's bias you know they're they're blues fans but there's no shall we say team taint for uh you know they're not uh having to uh to to try to keep a press pass like a lot of people team taint new men's hockey league team name call it doesn't doesn't dan buffa write uh something stuff for them yep so does mr blues hat but buff is a writer so but you said they had talented writers for their Oh, I wasn't going to say any Joke, it's a joke. It's a joke. Poor Dan Buffa. We joke because we love, right? Nope. (laughs) I don't love anybody. All right, let's do trivia. Yep, no Lance. Lance. (sighs) Nobody likes us. Nobody likes it. Okay. So this is the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill trivia shootout sponsored by the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill located in Maryland Heights, Missouri. Um, for the Ultimate Blues Fan Cave. Check out this bar. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I, my reputation is on the line. I'm undefeated this season. It's, you are, aren't you? Okay. Okay. Let's uh, let's pull this up so I can do this here. Who said this? Dear Montreal, Boston, Buffalo, Chicago, and the rest of our friends in the National Hockey League. This is just a gentle reminder that you're in for a few surprises. Because the new St. Louis Blues have put the check back in the checker dome. Who said that? Kirk uh, Price. A. Emil Francis. B. Barkley Plager. C. Leo Boyman. <laughs> oh, I should write, write these down, I guess. That was my answer. Okay, so question one, answers are in. Well, question two. All right, here is the clip. That pass was blocked and it leads to the Sharks coming back the other way. Suter into the zone. Centering pass, gloved out of midair by Bergevin. How long did he have that puck in his glove? Now the puck's in the net. The puck is in the net. I, I think Mark Bergevin may have thrown that puck into his own goal. Now the goal light went out, folks, but no official made any indication of anything. All right. Who, which goalie was in net for the Blues? 
I don't know. A. Grand Fuhrer. B. Roman Turek. C. Brent Johnson. Uh, oh, I just watched this game again recently. Why do you do that to yourself? I, you know, I just I, <laughs> I, I exficiate exficiate myself. <laughs> Is that allowed? Did I just say that? I don't know. Wait. Is it the oral asphyxiation? Can you even say that word? Asphyxiation? I can't. Okay. Can. Exfixiation. <laughs> Fraxiation. <laughs> right. uh, question three. Another audio question. Here we go. The backhander wide behind the net. Hanzus gets the puck. It's end to end now, wide open with Young. Hanzus on his backhand. And the puck knocked away by Javi Bullen as Hanzus is taken down. Young centers. Pearson. A shot. He scores. Oh, baby. Bring on Brad Hall and the Dallas Stars. Ricard Pearson wins it. All right. Ricard Pearson did not score this goal. Who deflected it and in? It was at uh, A, Pavel Dimitra. B, Pierre Turgeon. C, Alexander Havel. <laughs> I tried guessing the answer, Bill, before he even asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you oh, do? look who joined us. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you guys? Ah, doing well. How are you, Lance? I'm doing great. Very interesting show, and your discussion of the stupid people and their tweets is it's got to be just one of the best ones tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and one of the first thoughts that came to my mind is, you know, Tarasenko is doing a lot of little things, and they're called goals and assists. I, I we we uh, we're on board with you. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing trivia right now, Lance. You want to like uh, uh, see if you can uh, answer some questions here? We're on question four, so you can you can jump in. Play so we got game. three left. What if he? What if he? What if we just keep score here for him? Yeah, well, you know, we'll just. I mean, we can. He can play for fun if he wants. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'll just play for fun. Okay. Okay. So uh, we have another audio question. Question four. Here we go. By Billy Neiman. And can't be held. McGinnis back to Turgeon. Young banging his stick on the ice. Okay. Which team are the Blues playing? I got uh, it right. We got <laughs> uh, A, Dallas Stars. B, San Jose Sharks. C, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Jeff's answer is in. I got the answer right before uh, before he even asked it. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of myself. And uh, and Lance, what do you what do you got there? What do you say? Hey, hey. All right. Okay, uh, that does it for the audio questions. Did you hear the first three audio questions, Lance? No, I did not. Okay, maybe I'll go back and uh, play them for you. Real quick. That's all right. I'll just play from now on. But we'll okay. see what happens. All right. Uh, question five. During a Blues Stars brawl on March 23rd, 2003, Darian Hatcher was pummeling Pavel Dimitra near the penalty box. Which Blues player reached out of the penalty box and pulled Hatcher off Dimitra, possibly saving his life? A. Tyson Nash. B. Jeff Finley. C. Barrett Jackman. Andre's answer is in. I remember that game. I hated Darian Hatcher. Tyson Nash, Jeff Finley, Barrett Jackman. 
Bill's answer is What do you got, Lance? What do you think? Hey. Hey. Okay. Question six. Last question. Bonus question. What Detroit Red Wing wanted to fight Blues head coach Joe Quinville near the end of a 6-2 Blues loss to Detroit in 2003? A. Joey Kosher. B. Kirk Maltby. C. Darren McCarty. Bill's answer is in. Oh, my God. I remember that game, but I can't picture who the hell it was. And uh, Jeff's answer is in. Correct, right? B. And Lance says all right, uh, question one. Uh, who said this? It was the uh, Checker Dome, uh, putting the check back in the Checker Dome. That was uh, Emil Francis. Mm-hmm. Oh, the cat. Yeah, it was, a, it was a commercial. So you guys both missed that one. Did uh, we both give the same answer? Both said Bar- Barkley Plager, yes. Yep. So, all right. Question three. Uh, question two. Two. Which goalie was enough for the Blues during the... Uh, the uh, Mark Bergevin moment. Turk. You know who's in goal for the Turk moment? Uh, the Bert. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Lance, I told you. It was Turk. I, I, I already knew it. It was Roman Turk. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys both got that right. So it's 1 1. Uh, Ricard Pearson did not score the goal, the overtime goal that Kim Wilson uh, called uh, in uh, double overtime against Phoenix. Who deflected and scored? Uh, Turjan, which you both got correct. So it's 2-2. And, okay, question four. Which team of the Blues playing in the uh, the goal that was scored against? Uh, it was Patrick Waugh and uh, the Colorado Avalanche. You guys both got that one correct. 3-3. Three, three. Uh, and question five. Which, uh, during the Blues uh, Stars Brawl, which player saved Dimitri's life? I was getting pummeled by Hatcher. The answer was Jeff Finley. Jeff Finley. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff got that one right. Uh, Bill guessed uh, Nash. And so did uh, Nash. So Jeff's going to keep his undefeated streak going. Yeah. Ooh. And then the last question, the bonus for fun, was the what did Detroit Red Wing wanted to fight the Blues, Blues head coach, Joel Quinville, near the end of a 6-2 Blues loss to Detroit. If you remember that game, in 2003, the Blues were getting whooped, and they decided to just goon it up big time against the uh, Red Wings. They went after uh, Robitaille. Uh, and Koser was pissed. He wanted he wanted at Quinville on the bench. He was standing up, yelling, pointing fingers. Joey Koser is the answer, which um, was gotten by uh, Jeff. Jeff's killing it. Yeah, I was five for six. That all of those questions except the first one was right in my wheelhouse. That was when <laughs> I lived and breathed the Blues hockey and nothing else. Well, I went through I went through YouTube and I was just looking for like Blues clips. And uh, the first, like, two, I found, like, two of them. Like, oh, this is great. This is fun. And then I couldn't find any other good ones. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I'd, like, round around for a couple more. Well, like I said, I, I uh, that, that, that Hatcher one you asked, I, I remember that moment specifically because I remember saying, well, I was a kid watching that game, somebody needs to get in there and stop him. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, Jeff Finley's come flying out of the penalty box and pulls his jersey right off of him. I found the, the video for uh, Nick Kiprios uh, when he dove on Fuhrer's knee. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, but I couldn't think of a question for that. Um, but uh, and I, what pissed me off when I watched it—if you go on YouTube and watch it—the the commentary from I guess it was uh, Hockey Night Canada, maybe um, they were basically saying blaming Pronger for it, and yeah. they, 
that's what you get. But you're knocking the defenseman, then you're goalie. And even uh, um, uh, Coach's Corner, uh, they were ripping on Pronger after they saw replays. I'm like, did you guys not see that he 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 pushed Kiprios to Fuhrer's right and Kiprios dove to his left on the Fuhrer? It was obvious to me he, he dove on Fuhrer on purpose. And uh, I think everyone knows that now. But that night they were they were dead wrong about that analysis. It was horrible. Yeah. The bias goes back for years. Yeah, and it <laughs> kills me that Kiprios is now you know such a prominent voice in Canadian media. Yeah, cannot. I've never been able to tolerate that guy. He stopped the Blues stealing cup chances that season. Him yeah. alone. Oh yeah. No, I'll say this about it. About that, Casey had a hell of a series against Detroit. He played. He he, he had a hell of a run. Maybe and, maybe Fuhrer plays better. Maybe he doesn't though. I mean, Casey played really well, and that game seven against. I mean, he took Detroit to game seven, and that was. He best. just had. He just has to stay away from the shots from the blue line. <laughs> he played really well. I, mean, I, I don't think it's it's so hard to say if the Blues would have beaten Detroit with Fear and Net, but man, yeah, Casey did play well. He played really well. You know yeah. that to to get back to that that Grand Fear moment. Thinking about it now, that was the moment where I said, "I think Chris Pronger is my favorite player," because <laughs> right after that happened, Pronger just leaped on top of him and just beat his ass. Oh, yeah, he knew what happened. He knew what he did. He knew what uh, Kiprios did. Yeah, uh, 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 Don Cherry was all ripping on Pronger for that. And I was just mad. Sorry, Don Cherry's a moron. I like, you know, I, I he's a moron, but I like listening to him because he he doesn't give a he doesn't give a crap what anybody thinks what he says. I like that. There's a time and place for Don Cherry, and sometimes you want to hear him, and other times you wish he just shut the hell up. Yeah, most That's of the time. Yeah, I say for me, it's it's all the time. I wish he shut the hell up. <laughs> That guy, his his Canadian bias drives me crazy. Yeah, and he was coach of the Bruins. Yeah, U.S. team. Oh, shut the fuck up, Donnie. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't join you guys earlier. I accidentally fell asleep and woke up. I'm like, hell, I got to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a you missed a good show, Lance, or half the show. Yeah. So real quick, real quick before we go off the air, because we're about to wrap it up. Um. We we kind of touched on this uh, quite a bit, actually. Um, are the Blues for real, in a nutshell, right now? What do you say? Yeah, I definitely think they're for real. Now, are they going to be as lights out as they've been so far? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that's possible. Uh, you know, I think they would, if they had the record they have now and they continue to play that way, they'd have 125, 126, something like that, 120-something points. And I don't think they're going to be that good, but I think they're going to be a team that could get 105, 104 points. If, especially if, if the young players like Vince Dunn continue to play. And I've just been, I don't know if you guys talked about him or if you talked about him in the last episode, I've just been so impressed with Vince Dunn. Just a great passer, a very smart kid knows what to do with the puck. And I, I think the blues future with some of these young players is just great. We love him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, we agree. I, we, he's he's. We talked about it a couple of times in the show, and uh, he's just uh, continues to impress us with his his passing abilities. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and I I know the only thing that concerns me is they you know they have to find a spot for him when and if Bo Meester comes back. They can't send him down. Uh, I I just something's got to give. What, and, uh, well, uh, either uh, Jeff or Bill. I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Jeff. Uh, brought up 
um, that Dunn might not play all 82. I mean, if he's healthy, he they may want to rest him because he yeah. be more games than ever played. So it might make sense to have a rotation uh, in the second half of the season, give him a rest here and there. But, yeah, that would make sense. But uh, that it does make a lot of sense. But I, I so assuming he stays healthy, um, I and and continues to play like he is, I I think there'd be outrage among Blues fans if he if he was the one that sat when Bo Mister came back. Yeah, there's got to be something they can do, and and you know you never know. A lot of times you guys know this. There's other injuries that may come up, and it may work itself out. If he plays seventy plus games, I'm happy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Um, so let's ask this question, guys. It's time for hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Here we go. President's Trophy. The Blues do it. Uh, <sighs> that's a double-edged sword there because I don't want I'd it. like to, I'd like them to do it. I don't want. But it. you know, look at their history when they won the President's Trophy. <laughs> look yeah. at any team's history yeah. when they win the President's Trophy. Exactly. I don't. I don't believe in the whole. You know, oh, if you win the President's Trophy, you're not going to do very well. Even though it's been that way, I, I'm not like into that. But um, I don't. I don't. I don't care if they get it. I really don't. Uh, and I will they get it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I. I don't think they're President's uh, Trophy winner this year. Um, I don't know. They're. They're just. I think they'll level off, and there are some really, really good teams out there. Um, yes, there are. Look at Tampa. The Tampa's taking us over tonight. They're up four to one after two. So, what about Western Conference champs? Possibly, I could see that. I can really see them win the division. Uh, conference, man, it's just- I mean, it, the, well. The West is the West is kind of in a shit show so far. Besides, you know, besides the Blues and the 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 Kings. Yeah, there's but, a lot of five hundred teams. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I still think that there's there's going to be a lot of things that shake out. Um, if the Blues can get through November at this current clip, uh, I, I think uh, definitely tops in the division and uh, a prayer for the uh, top of the conference. Division winners. Yeah, I, I mean, it's we're not that far into the season, but uh, I it's hard not to think that they at least can't win the division right now. The way yeah, that- I, I, I don't see why they couldn't do that. And, you know, regardless of what NBC Sports says about the Blackhawks, Blackhawks are not as good of a team as they've been in the past. And Dallas is not as good as everybody thinks they are. So I, I definitely think it's there for the Blues to take. Cool. Well, we all hope so. Um, Any more hot takes? Uh, yeah, why not? Alex Petrangelo, 100 points. Go. <laughs> so you have to increase his point production has Colton, Colton Pareko and Vladimir Tarasenko packaged in a deal go <laughs> you know what I like that I really like the Petrangelo but he's just you know this year he's just not doing the little things <laughs> uh, that's good hashtag not doing the little things yeah. hashtag why not Bennington why not Bennington <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, real quick, Lance, why don't you tell people how uh, everybody can find your podcast and interact with you? Sure, you can uh, find us on Twitter, of course, at official the drop. You can also find our website at droppodcast.com. 
or you can go to lineupmedia.fm and look at their uh, show page and it, the link will be right there on their page very good all right um i think that will do it we'll have as i as i chew on a peanut <laughs> <laughs> that will do it for this week's episode of let's go blues radio and uh please do not forget to check out the Boonwood sports bar and grill in maryland Heights, missouri uh if you're in the area so for bill day and jeff ponder and also lance scott from the drop podcast uh, i am kurt price thank you or thank you for joining us that will conclude this week's broadcast of let's go blues radio. until next time everyone let's go blues let's go blues let's, let's go, go to bed, bed. Uh, the chiefs are at home tonight against cyanosport at the war memorial at eight good seats are still available I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. (laughs) St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.